Everybody good? You got to be after that. Nothing serious. Uh, we, Gwen, Sister Gwen talked to you all last week. They've checked everything out, and the cancer cells are in the same space that they were before, which is a blessing. Yeah. Right, and I get. I go see the radiologist tomorrow, tomorrow, and they'll set a plan up, and we'll take it from there. And uh, we just didn't want anything new, because I've been dealing with that for 26 years, and that's nothing new. Yeah, all right. And then uh, I told you all that I had some, told God, you know, I got some stuff to wear here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so here we go. You know, one of the things that took me such a long time to come to church was the behavior of people who called themselves Christians. And you know, you work with them, especially if you work in a place like Hallmark Cards, there's a whole lot of folk in there. And so, uh, and I was looking at them and they were arguing with each other, of course, of their religious stuff, and then they were acting like the rest of us. So it, 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 it I was kind of like, well, wait a minute, I can do what they do, why do I need to go to church? Right. Because nobody mentioned the word getting saved. You see, nobody mentioned the word of taking Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior. And it's amazing to me of how many folks that's in church today that belong to the church but don't belong to the body of Christ. You see, there are some, and this thing about God knows who you are, he ain't into that. He wants you to know who he is. That's right. All right? That's right. And when you look at who he is, there are some instructions. There are instructions that you need to go by so that you can get saved, have eternal life. But then there's something else that goes with that. We're going to talk about that today. Last week, I talked about one scripture. God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son. Who should ever believe in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. And that is a gift that we have. We've, you can go to football games or watch them on TV, and you'll see that sign up there. You know. Uh, John 16, uh, 3, 16. And so we talked about that. Then we said that he who says he has not sinned is a liar and the truth is not in him. I'm paraphrasing. And you've got to confess your sins. But it says you've got to confess your sins and then God will con uh, cleanse you of your sins into righteousness. And uh, so we want to be righteous people. Isn't that right? And the reason we want to be righteous people, the scripture says God hears. Come on here. God hears the prayers of the righteous. Now, if you're sitting in here and you've been born again or saved, then you say, but I, there ain't nobody I nothing. It is you are righteous in Christ. That's right. Okay? And, but he says that if you say that you have no sin, you're a liar and make him a liar. Remember, we talked about that. And then it told us on Romans uh, 10, 9 and 10, I'm going through last week's thing. If you declare with your mouth, Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him, from the dead, you will be saved. Yes, now, wait a minute now. Here's what it said. You got to speak it. That's right. You got to speak it. And, and the thing about that, you don't have to go to church to do that. To get saved, you can do that at home, on the street, or wherever, to get saved, right? Yes. But then you need to go to a Bible, uh, a, a church that teaches you what to do from there, and that's what we're going to talk about later. But it says, for it is with your heart you believe and are justified, and with your mouth, okay, that you profess your faith and you are saved. You got to speak that thing out. For people have been in church all their lives, and uh, talk about I'm a well, they write I'm a Baptist, I'm a Methodist, I'm Pentecostal, Church of God in Christ, but that ain't gonna get you in the kingdom. That's right. 
Do you understand? Y'all understand what I'm talking about? No, you got to go through all of these things, confessing your sins. You got to go through all that so that you can have eternal life, right? So we know that over here. And the reason I'm going over this again, many people, we have people come in and many people sit in our pews as, as churches that haven't been really saved. And we're going to be saved over here, all right? And this is what we believe in. When we visit every, see, I like coming to a church that's real because it's kind of like a, everybody there is an alcoholic. And they ain't shame. You know, they, got, they just walk right on in because they know they're in company. Well, church ought to be the same way. You see, you ought to go in because there's two types of people in church. Some that are saved and some need to get saved. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? But the ones that are saved ought to have the ministry of reconciliation to help those that are not saved to get saved. You see, because it's not a, it's a, it's a cliche, but it's a truth. The only Bible some people are going to read is your life. That's right. Right? That's right. They're looking at you. And if you talk about what well, I go to church on Sunday, you know, and then you, you know, remember that song, The Eagle Flies on Friday, Saturday I go out to play, Sunday I get on my knees and pray. Y'all know this Now y'all know, some of y'all know that song up here. Everybody like this. Yeah. Well, I see. So here's the thing of it is. So we got to change. We got to change that, right? And get real because we have a ministry. We have a ministry. We have a ministry to lead other people. Now, see, that's why in AA they got a thing called sponsor. Ought to be in the church. There ought to be somebody in the church. Don't have to be the pastor, but there ought to be somebody in church that's saved and living right that you can call up and, and get wise counsel from. And the Bible tells us the seek ye wise counsel. Does it not tell us that? And so what we're doing, what we need to do is we need to, people, we need to grow up spiritually. And that's what we're doing here. Because if you're not saved, then it's a very simple thing you can do is you can come up and, and, and confess and one of the ministers will be here or one of, up here with you. Any Sunday, you can do that. Now, I've gotten you through this part. Here, now you say, what now? Say that, what now? What now? Here we go. We're told in Ezekiel chapter 36, verse 26 and 7, the voice says it this way. He says, I will plant a new heart and a new spirit inside of you. When you are born again and you saved, you can't be the same person. There's a lot of people sitting in church are the same person. You ain't saved. Because, well, wait a minute now, that is a promise. God has promised you when you get saved, he says, I'm going to plant a new heart in you and a new spirit. And most of us understand that before we came to God, our heart wasn't right and our spirit wasn't right. Amen. Right? Amen. Amen. That's right. And you will take up. Well, I'll let, go ahead, reader, please. Then he says, I will take out your stubborn, stony heart. And he's going to take out our what? Stubborn, stubborn and stony, stony heart. heart. So if you're still stubborn in here at home, and I, you ain't saved. Because once you get saved, he's done promised you that. He's done told you there's going to be a change. What the, what, y'all see, to help some of y'all out a little easier, change going to come, all right? And so, so, so what's happening, there ought to be a change in your life. There ought to be a change in your attitude. You know, there's a whole lot of people probably sitting in here that, you know, they look good and uh, uh, talk good, but how are you at home? Hmm. Well. You understand what I'm saying? And so what, what happens is 
It's not who you are. It's who you were. Who were you? If there ain't a who were, then you're still that same person. Isn't that right? And so I I know myself, and I know I'll speak for some of y'all. I'll say amen for you because you may be too embarrassed. There was a time that you had a, you were stubborn. Come on. That's, That's a person that's my way or the highway person, you know? My way or no way person, right? That's right. But if you are saved, God's given you a new spirit and, 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 and a willing and, and tender flesh. Did you read that part? I'm sorry. No, I get says, and, and give you a willing, tender heart of flesh. Yeah, he's going to give us a willing and tender heart of flesh. A willing heart to be like him. A tenderness. You know, there's song, because I just feel like, because see, sometimes you come to church, you got to get where folks at. You know, there's a man once that wasn't, it wasn't a Christian song, but you could have took the first part of it, but it made sense. Try a little tenderness. That's right. So, we, so, yeah, yeah. So, so is that going on in your house? If there's no tenderness in your house with each other, okay, you know, because what's in the house usually comes out. You see? So, you know, you see, and then once you get saved, you don't have to try another tenderness because that's going to be your nature. That's right. It's just a natural thing. You don't have to try it. It just comes out natural. You know why it comes out natural? Because you don't have that stubborn heart anymore. You see, you're not stubborn anymore. You don't have that stony heart anymore. You, you got that tenderness, and it's, and it's just natural. That's right. Right? Okay. He then tells us in verse 27 that I will put my spirit inside of you. Now, he's doing something big time now. He said, I got to remove your spirit and put mine there. You see? And now, see, when he removes our spirit that was stubborn, he puts his spirit in there. You see, it's pretty simple. Are you treating, because I like to go to households. Are you treating your, let's talk to the men, because y'all got big shoulders and y'all like me getting on you. Are you treating, are you treating your wife the way Christ would treat her? Well. I'm talking to Bible, I don't know. If you ain't, you need to get to doing that that's right. because you ain't saved if you don't because that's, right. that's what the Bible says. You're born again, right? You got the Holy Spirit. You got his spirit. If you got his spirit, your spirit is gone. You got his spirit. Then it's easy to love your sister in Christ who became your wife. That's right. Amen? That's right. Didn't the Bible say don't be unequally yoked? That's right. You know what happens to people sometimes when they get married? They, don't, they, they forget that. Unequally yoked thing. Because if y'all both yoked up together, <laughs> ain't nothing but tenderness and love going on in your house. Right. You see, and some of y'all know you made that mistake in your life. We all have. Amen. 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 All right. Amen. But we're not going to do that. Now we can Let me tell you, it is impossible to have the spirit of Christ in you and be evil. That's right. It is impossible for you to have the spirit of Christ in you and not have love in your home. That's right. So if it's got it in your home, it's that individual comes to church and it's the same way. You see, we watch in the news and people are talking about how it is crazy out there now. It's, well, the, the spirit of Christ is not dwelling within men and women, right? right? And, and our, they're talking about how our young people are. Well, our young people, are, and, and even in here, we're more promoting sports than we are promoting Christ. Amen. You see? You know what I'm saying? You know, I, I upset a young lady once, it was a mother of a child, because y'all know I'm just out front, right? Yes, sir. That's, uh, 
I said, well, you need to go to church and, and help your, 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 your daughter needs to learn more about Christ. And, uh, and she was all into uh, this new thing, this soccer thing, right? And I'd say, when she's in the back seat of that car, soccer ain't gonna help her. That's right. I told, I told, and your son, when he's in East Flush, his flesh won't help him. But if you have the power of Christ, you see, you won't get yourself in those situations. That's right. Do you understand? We see that now with our athletes. It's off the chain now what these folks are doing. These people are losing millions of dollars in their contracts and getting drafted, acting a fool. Man, I could act like Jesus if I knew I could be the number one pick. Well, and get that and get paid. On. And get paid. Y'all understand what I'm talking about? Y'all laughing, you could too. But anyway, you see what I'm saying? But we need to get real as Christians, and it starts as an individual, and it gets in your home, and it spreads to the community, and then it goes on and on and on. It ain't about what they're doing, what you're doing. You see? One thing about, I love being, I don't see, I started, we, we had a house, and then we had a home, and then we had a sanctuary. Now we live in a tabernacle. Now, don't try to go there too far now. You, some of you need to start out with the house, then get the home. You remember? Come on here, because I'm talking like some of you all understand. A house is not a home. So you, you heard the song. Come on, amen. You, 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 you see? All right, but we go from a home, and then you, you bless your house or consecrate your house because your spirit's in there, and your spirit is this God's in you, and it's so the spirit of God's in the house. Now you got to sing your word. That's right. Amen. Amen. And then the Holy Ghost is in you, and, and, right? And your body is the temple of what? The Holy Ghost. Man, what a house to live in. That's right. What a home to live in. What a sanctuary to live in. That's right. Say amen to that. Amen. amen. All right? But again, church, it starts with verse 27, and he says, I will put my spirit inside of you well, and inspire you to live by my statutes and so follow my laws. I'm going to live by God's statute and follow his laws. Now, that's something. If I can follow his, but it's easy to do it when you got the right spirit. That's right. It's hard to do it when you don't have the right, you won't be able to do it unless you have the right spirit. That's and right. that is the spirit of Christ. Are yeah. you learning something today? Yeah. All right. Now from the message, it says, I will give you a new heart, put a new spirit in you. I'm going to get a new heart and a new spirit. Say that. I'm going to get a new heart and a new, a new spirit. spirit. And those that are saved can say, I got a new heart. And a new spirit. That's right. And if you ain't, don't lie. That's right. Go get it. You see, uh, okay. And that starts at home. You know, you know, could, could I ask your wife about how you act? Hmm. How you treat? How can I ask your husband how you act? Teach. And the kids. All right? Okay. Here we go. Then he says, I'll remove the stone heart from your body and replace it with a heart. That's God-willed and not self-willed. Do you have a God-willed spirit mm -hmm. in your life and not self-willed? Do you have no big use, little eyes, no little eyes, big use? What I want us to understand that we want God's spirit in us. Read that again so we get it right. I'll remove the stone heart from your body. Gone. And replace it with a heart that's God-willed, not God, self-willed. God's will. Pretty simple, isn't it? Anything that God is wills, 
you can do it now because you got the right spirit. That's right. Isn't that right? Some, right. some people looked at me kind of hard when I said how you treat your wife, how you treat your husband, how you treat your children. It's a simple thing if you got God's spirit. Right. If, you got, if you have the spirit of God in you, here's what some of you need. Let me come down here. Here's what some of you need. You need the spirit of God and God's will. You love yourself. Amen. It's got to start with love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, thy mind, thy soul, and thy spirit, and love thy neighbor as who? Thyself. All right, so if you don't love yourself, you can't love your neighbor. That's right. You see what I'm saying? Amen. We need to get this. Yes. We need to get it, folks. I want every one of you in the sound of my voice, there's no such thing as a visitor in church. Right. Your God's placed you to be here to hear something. Right? You know, I didn't feel good. Well, there. And so the folks that's missing this, it's live stream's not working today, right? Live stream's not working today, but y'all here. That's right. You see, somebody said, well, we didn't hear Pastor Phil's live stream wasn't working. He said, I heard him in live stream was really working in him today. You see? But here's the problem. You are here because God wants you to live the life that he wants you. So I want his spirit. I want God's will in my life. That's right. Do you understand what I'm saying? And, and once you have that, you're full of joy. Yeah. Okay. Amen. You get a spread, spread the good news. You keep, you know, come from, and you can wear a three-piece suit if you want to. Because you ain't dying. Right. You see what I'm saying? Right. Yeah, everything ought to change. I told y'all I'd be back. Didn't I tell you I'd be back? Right. You see what I'm saying? And I didn't want to come back the same way I left. Sometimes I'm joking, but Sister Gwen says sometimes, she says, when pastor joking, you need to get the message in the joke. That's right. All right? You see, I look sometimes, and, and I look at some of the people that uh, are in the church, especially the couples in the church, and how they, they do like this in church. You don't need to do like church. What you doing at home? That's right. If you ain't doing it at home, don't come up in here. That's right. That's right. That's right. Well, if you ain't doing it at home, don't come up in here. Because I think it's distracting, but go ahead. Okay. Need to be taking some notes, all right. Uh. And then it says in verse 27 that I'll put my spirit in you and make it possible for you to do what I tell you and live by my commands. He says, when you have his spirit of God in you, it is possible to do what he's asked you to do. That's right. It ain't hard anymore. Because you got the right spirit in you. When you have God's spirit in you, oh, being a Christian's hard. No, it ain't. Being a church member is hard. Being a religious person is hard. But not being a, I'm telling you, but not being a saved, sanctified, filled with the Holy Ghost spirit, it ain't hard. That's right. That's right. All right? Then we're told in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17. And I love, I, this, this, is, this is it. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. You can't be the same one. You see, the places I used to go, Lord knows I don't go there anymore. That's right. See, the only people smile know that was James Brown. But anyway, right. yeah, yeah, he had more sense than the world. The world knew they needed to get out of there. So Christians should know they need to get out of there. You're supposed to be a new creature. That's what the Bible says. Therefore, if any man or woman be in Christ, he or she is a new creature. And here's what you better believe. Old things pass away. Behold, all things become new. There ought to be something new about you. That's right. You ought to walk in the newness. You ought to be preaching all over on your job everywhere and not opening your mouth, but by the way you live. 
Bother your attitude. You understand it? I never tell people I'm a pastor. Never. And people come up to me and say, you're different. I've had it happen many, many times. Yeah. Thank them people working for nothing and have to put up with all that stuff going through that line. You know? They'll say, well, people come up in the store and say, well, I have, would you hold it? And they get all nervous. Say, yeah. So we all been new at something. That happened this week. Sister Gwen, I tell you, we was, we was at, I wanted to go over there at Red X or whatever it is over there to see that new store. It's awesome. I went over and this lady was doing it. I said, oh, we, she was fumbling a little bit because she's new. All I said to her, hey, we all been something new. Been someplace new. That's the spirit of God. That's right. Others first. So I'm thinking, what's it going to cost me to stand there three or four minutes? Right. You're blessed to be able to stand three or four minutes. That's all I've been through. <laughs> you understand? Amen. So we're going to do that. You're going to do that. We're going to have a love fest in our home today, ain't we? People right. are going to go home expecting and start treating each other like you're supposed to treat each other. You see, I watch some of these people walk up these steps, and I'm like, whoop, what is it like at home? Right? Yeah, I do. That's right. They think I'm joking, but I'm really being serious. All right? Now from the Passion, it says, <clears throat> if anyone is enfolded into Christ, he has become an entirely new person. So what? A new person. Entirely, entirely new a new person. You become a new. See, here, if you become a new person, you don't put up with certain things that you used to put up with. That's right. And then you get out of that place where you have to put up with that. Now, you got to do like this. Why ain't you coming around? I'm, you don't know me. This new person, you don't know this new person. So I don't go, I can't be around there. You see, I tell people all the time, and when holidays come, people talk about their family members. Oh, I don't want to, no, 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 no. Here's how it works, I'm going to say it again. You, can, you cannot choose your relatives, but you can choose your family. Isn't that true? That's true? You see? And if you ain't walking in the newness, like I'm walking in the newness, and you're still in the old, you better have been at home. That's right. That's right. You see, some people don't know. My wife will tell you, I'm bold enough to say that and mean it. You know what I'm saying? All right, because I got to love myself. You see? I got to protect my wife. That's right. All right, here we go. Again, if you're saved, it says that you have and you've become a new person. All that is related to the old order has vanished. See, all that is related to the old order has vanished. And somebody can call you up and say, hell, you done vanished. Don't come starting nothing with me. You done vanished. That's right. I ain't dealing with that no more. Because that other person that they're, they're, I used to, because, you know, I joke a lot now, but there was a, a person in there, I don't want to look, because she'll start laughing. I used to call up and call her by her last name. And she would tell me, no, she's dead. <laughs> she had got a divorce. Just playing, you know. It's a fact. That's right. But did you tell Jesus, it'd be all right if you changed my name. So my name, you don't know who I am. Do you understand? All right, here we go. It says, behold, everything is fresh and new. Everything is fresh and new. Yeah. You see, uh, you ever, when you get up in the mornings, I don't know if you do, uh, on a, it's a little cold to do it now, but you go out and just, 
fresh day. You ought to get up every day. It's fresh and new. That's right. Every day of your life, it's just fresh and new. When you walk in your house with a different attitude today, you just walk in and walk around and say, what you looking at? It's all fresh and new. But the furniture's in the same place. Everything, no, but it's fresh and new. That's because right. when you walk in, the very spirit that you have will throw vibes on that old stuff and make it new. That's right. All right? That's right. Okay? Verse 18 says, and God has made all things new. And reconciled us to himself. And he's reconciled. He's brought us back unto himself. Because some of us left him. But he reconciled us back to himself. Thank you, God. All right? The voice says, brought us into a restored and healthy relationship with him. And that is the key. You, you want to be in a healthy, healthy relationship with God. If you're in a healthy relationship with God, you cannot help but be in a healthy relationship with, your, with the people in your life. That's right. There cannot be any abuse. You will never abuse a person. Uh, never abuse a person. Because God would never abuse a wife or a husband or a child. It is, right. he does, it's not in his nature. And you become a new creature in Christ. Listen to me. When you become a new creature in Christ, you will never abuse anybody. No, you won't. And you won't let nobody abuse you. And you won't put yourself in no abusive relationship. You will not do that because you're a new person and you're looking for a new ideal of what God would have you to have. Some people got the wrong person because they picked them. That's right. Yeah, and it's the old thing that you didn't get from the Bible. You know, God won't put nothing on you you can't handle. The problem is you will put something on you That's right. you can't handle. That's right. <laughs> you That's see right. what I'm talking about? You see? All right. Then he says, and given us the ministry of reconciling others. And that's God. what we're supposed to do. We bring others back to God. You know why? By not talking, but how we live. You see? The way we live draws people to us. That's right. Listen to me. How many of you are like the Chiefs? Amen. They won the Super Bowl, right? If you was a draft, draft pick, you'd want to go where? This to the Chiefs. Chiefs. To get a ring, a Super Bowl ring. You ought to be wanting to ring a crown on your head. That's right. Teach. For your new team. Teach. In Christ Jesus. Teach. You see? Not a go. Oh, I'm a Christian, but I'm a believer. Okay. All right. Where am I at? Down at the bottom. Again, okay. he says he has given us the same mission. Mm -hmm. The ministry of reconciliation to bring others back. That's what to we him. do. We're bringing other people back to Him. Yes. I once was blind, but now I see. That's what you tell people. Nobody needs to. We, they need to hear where you came from, That's right. what you got out of, That's right. and that there is a way that you can live a better way. Yes. You understand what I'm saying? Amen. There is a better way. They they can't see it. They're not. People said, "Don't open this up. Open your heart up." And talk to folks. Open your heart, open your mouth up, and tell them about where you were and what God done in your life and how he changed your life and how you came more responsible to yourself first and how you begin to love like he would have you to love. Right. See, sometimes I say, I used to say this all the time, and people would say, oh, he's so arrogant. And I say, I tell all of y'all, you all are some blessed people in this church because he says, love your neighbor as yourself. He tells me that, right? And I love me some Johnny Fields. <laughs> Are you with me? Amen. That makes sense, doesn't it? Amen. I want somebody that loves themselves. They can love me. 
right. If I see somebody mistreating themselves, because you're going to treat me the same way. Ladies, listen to that. Listen to that. Listen to that. You see, when you're looking, you ain't, you ain't looking for a man. You're looking for Jesus. You see, if you find Jesus in the man, his spirit in there, you're equally yoked if you are saved. You see? So don't be asking him to give you something you ain't ready for. There used to be a song, Please be patient with me. God ain't through with me yet. That's right. So until he gets through with you, then you need to just stay with you. That's right. Come on. Huh? Amen? Amen. All right, here we go. Now turn to 1 Timothy chapter 4. I'm going to read verse 7 through 10 from the Amplified and then the message. I got to use this, my favorite word. Discipline yourself. Discipline. You can't, people who are successful Discipline themselves. That's right. Gotta have some discipline. Okay? Here we go. It says, for the purpose of godliness. For the purpose of what? Godliness. Blah, 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 blah. Discipline myself for the purpose of godliness. Keeping yourself spiritually fit. Keeping yourself what? Spiritually fit. What? Spiritually fit. What? Spiritually fit. When you spiritually fit, you know why you stay fit? You stay fit so that when sickness hits you or something hits you, you are fit enough to knock it off. That's right. If you stay spiritually fit, stuff still going to happen. But you're spiritually strong enough. You're fit enough. You have spiritual muscle, and you can make it through what other people can't make it through. That's right. So what is your spiritual fitness? Mm. You see, you work out every day. If you're going to stay fit, you got to work out every day. Well, then you better work out spiritually every day. That's right. right. Some people are physically fit and spiritually, and then they die with anxiety and stress, which causes heart attacks. That's right. Go spiritually, and then go physically. All right, go ahead, please. The Bible goes on to say in verse 8 that for physical training is of some value. It didn't say it wasn't of no value. It said some value. But godliness, or spiritual training, is of value in everything and in every way. In everything and every way. Because if you are spiritually fit, you will take care of your body. That's right. All right. It says, since it holds promise for the present life and for the life to come. I want to be fit in the present life and the life to come. When I first, 26 years ago, 27 years ago, when I went into Dr. Abaney, and he told me, Pastor uh, Johnny, you got cancer, such and such, and you're going to have to do an operation. That's when they really cut you up years ago. And he said, but you're going to be all right. He said this, and he says, and you're fit. That's how it works. That's right. That's right. You understand me? Y'all with me? That's right. All right. Says this is a faithful and trustworthy saying, worthy of full acceptance and approval. It is for this that we labor and strive, often called the account. You got to do what? Labor, labor and strive. Sister Gwen's favorite word: do the work. That's right. Got to work. You got to take work. Nothing from nothing equals nothing. You got to do the work. That's right. Got to do the work. Then you get fit. Okay? Because we're told that we have fixed our confident hope on the living God, 
who is the Savior of all people. I got my whole prayer. In the living God. In the, in, is, he's alive. That's right. In the living God. Yes. That's where my hope's at. All right. Come on here. All right, here we go. Especially of those who believe in him. You believing? Yes. He said, especially those who believe in him. That's the scripture saying that some folks said in the church, uh, they believe that they are a church member. They believe that they are a religious person. But where is their belief when it comes to believing in him? Preach. That's the question. Keep going, please. Recognize him as the son of God and accept him as Savior and Lord. You got to recognize him as the son of God. That's not just it. You got to accept him in your heart. That's right. You got to accept him. You see, we got young folks that's just gone crazy. Amen. Don't know Christ. Do you need to know Christ? Nobody in the family's teaching him Christ. That's right. You see? You can have a GD now and go teach in schools because they can't get teachers. Thank you. You see what I'm saying? You know why they don't want to teach them? Because they don't want them to deal with them little demons they got to deal with every day at right. school. That's right. That's right. That's true. That's right. You see, if their parents ain't saved, because saved parents raise what? Save children. And save children. They ain't acting up because saved parents got a whole different idea of how this thing ought to be. That's right. That's right. So, uh, amen? amen? All right. The message says it this way. Exercise daily in God. Exercise what? Daily. What? Daily. Again. Daily. All right. No spiritual flabbiness, please. No spiritual flabbiness. You know I had to do that. I love that. No spiritual flabbiness. You don't want nobody, you know, you don't want no spiritual flabbiness, you know. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? You see, some of we know some of us don't want to be spiritual. We don't want no regular flabbiness. That's right. So why would we want spiritual flabbiness? Uh -huh. Amen. Amen. You ought to look like something. That's right. All right. That's right. So we get mad at the messenger. See, this, let me tell you, you know what my saying is? Ain't but two types of people mad, the devil and the people got the devil in them. That's right. All right, here we go. It says workouts in the gym are useful. Working but, out to the gym are what? Useful, but a disciplined life in God is far more so. But a disciplined life in God is far more so. So I like to go to the gym. You need to discipline your spiritual life. You see, some people go to the gym before they do their meditation and prayer. You see? It says, making you fit both today and forever. I want to be fit for the day, spirit, and forever. See, I'm working this thing out to make, to get into the kingdom of God. Saved, going to get there, but I want him to say, my good and faithful servant, job well done. That's right. That's right. You fit enough to come in. Come on in. That's what we're looking for. Amen? Amen. You can count on this. Take it to heart. This is why we've thrown ourselves into this venture so totally. Uh, what? Totally. What? Totally. Totally. Uh, he don't want half of you. You see, when you're in a, if, you, if you're in a relationship, you don't want half the person. That's right. Would you? Well, maybe some of you might, but you shouldn't want half of a person. That's right. You want the whole person, right? Amen. So Amen. why are you thinking a relationship with God and he only wants half of you? That's right. Come on. He wants you totally. Yes. All right? 
says we're banking on the living God. We're doing what? Banking on the living God. <laughs> Savior of all men and women. Savior of all men and women. Especially believers. Especially believers. Mm -hmm. Savior of all men and women. There's nothing on the other side of all. Right. You don't know. It's tend to your own business. Mm -hmm. Let me tell you all a secret. Do you know people who talk about other people don't get the message? When you talk about somebody over there, have you got somebody you don't really care a lot about? They probably pray the same prayer for you that you pray for them. Come on. Amen. You see? That's true. Keep it here. God will take care of his business. You take care of yours. That's right. Yours is to be a ministry of reconciliation. All right? And finally, church, from Philippians chapter 3, verse 13 and 14. And, and, and we're going to, you know, I don't, uh, the Isaacs are not here, and I don't want to bring anybody up, so we're going to do a praise song here in a minute. I'm saying that so Isaac can get up here, and we're going to, we, you know, so, so we do that. I can sing. Make a joyful noise to the Lord. All right, here we go. It says, brothers and sisters, as I said, I know that I have not arrived. This is my favorite scripture. Brothers and sisters, I've said I know that I have not arrived, but there's one thing I'm doing. I'm believing, come on, leaving that old life behind. I ain't going to live that life no more. I'm not going to live this way no more. You see? You got to be tired of living like that. I'm never going to live like that again. I'm leaving all that old stuff behind. <laughs> All right. Paul said, putting everything on the line for this mission. I'm putting everything on the line for what? For this mission. For this mission. Which is I'm sprinting toward the only goal that counts. I'm going towards the only goal that counts. Right. Not the people to please. Don't need no audience. You know, when one person gets saved, the Bible says, the old heavens rejoice. You can't get a bigger audience than that. You see? All right. And this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to cross the line. I'm going to win that prize. Going to what? Win the prize. All right. And to hear God's call to the resurrection life found exclusively in Jesus the anointed. That's what I'm dealing with. Now, here's what we're going to do. Before Isaac comes up, however he wants to do what? Y'all believe in this message? Amen. All right. Kyle's going to read it. Those that believe in it are going to read, repeat after him Philippians 3, 13 and 14 through the voice. He'll do it. Let's get up. You got to confess it. Speak it. What you scared of? Act like you're a Christian, saved, sanctified, filled with the Holy Ghost up in here. Here we go. Repeat after me. I know that I have not arrived. I know that I have not arrived. But there's one thing I'm doing. But there's one thing I'm doing. I'm leaving my old life behind. Putting everything on the line. Putting everything on the line. For this mission. I'm sprinting toward. The only goal that counts. To cross the line. To win the prize. And to hear God's call. To my resurrection life. Found exclusively in Jesus. Found exclusively in Jesus. Give God a hand clap.